Welcome all you film fans to another episode of Real Real Talk. As always, I'm your host, Josh Bell, and today we're going to continue our journey into the world of Wes Anderson. Today's film is The Darjeeling Limited. Join us on this whimsical odyssey as we explore a quirky, heartfelt film that unfolds during a train journey through the awe-inspiring landscapes of India. In this film, you'll discover a unique blend of humor, emotion, and visual artistry. So secure your ticket, hop aboard, and let's embark on an expedition to unravel the mysteries of the Darjeeling Limited together. So let's begin by painting the scene. The Darjeeling Limited, a 2007 film directed by Wes Anderson, offers us a journey into the lives of three estranged brothers. The Whitman brothers, Francis, Peter, and Jack, are portrayed by the trio of Owen Wilson, Adrian Brody, and J Jason Schwartzman, respectively. Our adventure commences with Francis, the eldest of the trio, orchestrating a spiritual quest on board a train named the Darjeeling Limited. This locomotive journey traverses the vast and mesmerizing landscapes of India. Francis's intent is to reunite his estranged brothers after the tragic loss of their father and years of separation. As the train meanders through India, we bear witness to their misadventures, humorous escapades, and poignant moments, all set against the backdrop of India's rich and diverse culture. The train becomes a microcosm of their intricate family dynamics, mirroring the emotional baggage each brother carries. As we journey alongside them, it becomes evident that this expedition isn't merely about reaching a physical destination. It's a transformative voyage, guiding them towards a deeper understanding of each other and themselves. So hop aboard with us as we unravel the intricacies of this extraordinary family odyssey. First up, let's take a look at the film's aesthetics. One of the most arresting aspects of the Darjeeling Limited is its distinct visual style. As always, Wes Anderson, renowned for his meticulous attention to detail, showcases that again here in this film. It's a feast for the eyes. With a vibrant color palette and amazing Indian landscapes, the vivid oranges, pinks, and yellows adorning the train's interiors, the characters' luggage, and the surrounding scenery all contribute to the distinct visual identity. And as always, Anderson uses his symmetry and his trademark tracking shots to create a sense of order and precision, bearing a testimony to his artistic vision. The focus here on minute details, such as the brothers' matching monogram luggage and the infusion of classical Indian music, adds depths and layers to the film's aesthetics. Beyond the visuals, the film's sound design also deserves our attention. The ambient sounds of India, from the bustling markets to the tranquility of the riverbanks, they immerse us in the country, makes you feel like you're really there. The music was skillfully composed by the legendary, and forgive me if I'm going to mispronounce his name, Shankar Jayakishan, seamlessly blends with the narrative, elevating the emotional resonance of the story. 
It is safe to say that Darjeeling Limited is a cinematic experience that is both delightful visually, but also auditorially. What we are hearing is just as beautiful as what we're seeing. But the music is not just a companion to the visuals. It's a character that weaves throughout the narrative. It adds layers of emotion and that cultural richness. Shankar's masterful compositions create a sonic landscape that resonates with the heart of what it is to be Indian. So picture this, as the train snakes through the Indian landscape, we're serenaded by classical Indian melodies, soulful strains of the sitar echoing through the compartments. The soundtrack is a journey in itself, a melodic exploration mirroring the character's emotional highs and lows. It's a fusion in this film of East and West music. Anderson's choice of the Western tracks, including the Kinks' Strangers and the Rolling Stones' Play With Fire, creates a harmonious blend, a collision of musical worlds that is the metaphor for the collision of the Whitman brothers and their Western perspectives within the spiritual and vibrant reality that is India. Shankar's score is more than background, as I said, it's a cultural ambassador. He uses traditional Indian instruments. The tabla's rhythmic beats and the soul-stirring melodies of the flute evoke a sense of place and time. It's like the music is narrating the story alongside what Anderson visually puts up on to the screen. Some specific musical moments that elevate the film is the recurring use of the iconic track where Do You Go To, My Lovely, by Peter Sarstedt. It adds a nostalgic and reflective layer to the narrative. It becomes a leitmotif connecting us to the characters, their emotional struggles, and their journey of self-discovery. And the train scenes are accompanied by rhythmic beats and pulsating rhythms that mimic the movement of the locomotive. It's not just a soundtrack, it's a sonic representation of the train's journey and the emotional rhythm of the brothers' experiences. Now consider the emotional resonance of the funeral scene. The mournful tunes of a raga create a somber yet beautiful backdrop. The music becomes a silent narrator, amplifying the grief and melancholy in the moment. But beyond those character-driving moments, the overall atmosphere of the film is elevated by the sounds of India, the bustling markets, the riverbanks. It immerses us into that country. The soundtrack here of the Darjeeling Limited is a mesmerizing composition that transcends the boundaries of traditional film scores. It's a cultural exploration, a narrative enhancer, and a melodic journey that lingers in our hearts long after the credits roll. To me, it is maybe the strongest part of this film. Now let's turn our focus to the thematic elements of the film. This film delves into a myriad of intricate themes with familial bonds taking center stage. Throughout the film, we're privileged to witness the Whitman brothers, their tumultuous relationships, and their profound transformation during this journey, but at its core, the Darjeeling Limited is a profound exploration of reconciliation and forgiveness within a fractured family. The train voyage they embark upon becomes a metaphor for their odyssey of self-discovery and reconciliation. Another significant theme revolves around spirituality and cultural immersion. 
The brothers' experiences in India, they expose them to a world rich in spirituality, rituals, and even mysticism. These encounters challenge their preconceived notions and open their hearts and minds to new perspectives on life and the human experience. Finally, the film deftly explores the concept of baggage, both physical and emotional. The literal baggage that the brothers carry containing their father's belongings, symbolizing their unresolved grief and emotional burdens. As their journey unfolds, we witness the brothers slowly unburden themselves, shedding the weight of their past. And in classic Wes Anderson fashion, you can always expect layers of thematic depth and the Dergierling Limited is no exception. It's a tale of growth, it's forgiveness and self-discovery and all set against this vibrant spiritual backdrop of India. It's very beautiful, very fitting. Next here, let's take a minute to look at the cast and crew that are behind the film, starting with the mastermind Wes Anderson as he returns with his trademark storytelling and, tr and direction. But leading the cast are the three Whitman brothers, Owen Wilson embodying Francis, the driving force behind the journey. Wilson's unique blend of comedy and drama adds depth to his character's path of healing and leadership. Adrian Brody in the role of Peter, who is on a quest to find his purpose. Brody's performance showcases his versatility as an actor, capturing the essence of Peter's very emotional transformation. And then Jason Schwartzman portraying Jack brings a different humor and wit to the film. His character's writing and romantic escapades provide a charming dynamic to this group. Then there's always the great supporting cast of any Wes Anderson film, including Angelica Houston as the mom, Bill Murray in a cameo appearance. All of these cast members work wonderfully together and it's a highlight in the film, making the family's dysfunction feel authentic and even relatable. And the crew behind the film is equally praiseworthy. Frequent Anderson collaborator Robert D. Yeoman is the cinematographer here, capturing those beautiful India landscapes, bringing that beauty into life. Our composer is Mark Mothersbaugh with the help of Shankar, providing that great compliments of the Indian instrumentation along with the Western music. It's very, very um, remarkable how this ensemble cast and crew come together under Wes Anderson's direction to create a cinematic experience that, that is very visually and emotionally resonant. But there are some shortcomings, and when we come back, I'll talk a little bit about where I think this film misses a little bit. Now let's address some of those film shortcomings. As much as I truly do love Wes Anderson's unique storytelling side, it is essential that we acknowledge that the film does have some flaws. One aspect that is a little bit challenging is the film's pacing. It really does meander through its plot, which I understand is deliberate, but it makes this feel very slow at times. His meticulous attention to detail is 
what slows this film down. It could have used a little bit more of an upbeat pace. Additionally, the portrayal of India did receive some mixed reactions. While I do agree that it captures a beautiful landscape and culture, it kind of presents an idealized version of India. It glosses over many of the complexities and challenges that are found within the Indian culture. Another criticism that I've heard about the film is the characters. While richly developed, they come across as a bit unlikable. The Whitman brothers' privileged and self-absorbed attitudes kind of ruin a lot of that emotional growth in the film. These shortcomings, however, are not deal breakers. They're more like nuances in the grand scheme of an intricate story. While the film isn't flawless, it is an integral part of Anderson's filmography and it does offer a unique cinematic experience where there is value. Uh, in a minute, we'll come back and we'll take a look at some of the trivia that I found about this movie. On to the trivia. Wes Anderson is known for infusing his films with quirky and delightful details, and this one is no exception. The film was inspired by a short story from the ancient Indian text, the Upanishads, I'm probably spelling that wrong, Anderson and co-writers Roman Coppola and Jason Schwartzman drew inspiration from these ancient texts to craft the film's narrative. The film features an iconic scene involving a live snake, but what makes it more intriguing is the snake's appearance was unscripted. It just happened to wander onto the set during filmmaking, and Anderson decided to incorporate it into the scene adding a little bit of unpredictability to the film. Now, the Darjeeling Limited is part of Anderson's unofficial trilogy alongside Royal Tenenbaums and Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. The films are linked not only by their director, but also by thematic elements and recurring actors, creating a unique cinematic universe. The train used in the film, the Darjeeling Himalayan Railway, is a UNESCO World Heritage Site. Anderson's dedication to authenticity led to this iconic location, which really does add some charm to the film. And Anderson, we know he's renowned for his use of symmetry and his meticulous set design. And again, this was no exception. The beautifully composed frames and colorful aesthetics that transport us are the distinctive visual world that always comes with an Anderson film. So I hope some of these pieces of trivia add a little depth to the film for you and help understand the creation and unique vision of Wes Anderson. It's details like this that can make a movie that, while not my favorite, a little more enjoyable. When we come back, we'll finish up with our thoughts and a teaser about our next episode. Well, the Darjeeling Limited took us on a unique journey through the complex bonds of brotherhood and self-discovery and on a sightseeing tour of India. While the film has its moments of brilliance, it does stumble a bit, which earns it a rating of 7 out of 10. So it's still a very good movie, just doesn't quite reach the upper echelons of some of Wes Anderson's other films. Now, don't go away yet. 
we'll be continuing our exploration of Wes Anderson's cinematic world in our next episode on Fantastic Mr. Fox. So be sure to join us for that fantastic adventure. And always, if you have questions, comments, or suggestions, you can reach out to us at therealrealtalk at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at RealRealTalkPod and on Instagram and threads at RealRealTalk for all latest updates. Thanks for tuning in, and remember, keep watching, keep loving, and keep those reels rolling. Until next time, guys, have a wonderful day. Thank you.